Today in Security from Wired. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Security from Wired. A simple software fix could limit location data sharing. Carriers know where you are every time your phone reconnects to the cell network. But with pretty good phone privacy, they wouldn't have to. By Lily Hay Newman. Location data sharing from wireless carriers has been a major privacy issue in recent years. Marketers, salespeople, and even bounty hunters were able to pay shadowy third-party companies to track where people have been, using information that carriers gathered from interactions between your phone and nearby cell towers. Even after promises to stop stealing the data, the major carriers, AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon, reportedly continued the practice in the U.S. until the Federal Communications Commission proposed nearly $200 million in combined fines. Carriers remain perennially hungry to know as much about you as they can. Now researchers are proposing a simple plan to limit how much bulk location data they can get from cell towers. Much of the third-party location data industry is fueled by apps that gain permission to access your GPS information. But the location data that carriers can collect from cell towers has often provided an alternative pipeline. For years, it seemed like little could be done about this leakage because cutting off access to this data would likely require the sort of systemic upgrades that carriers are loath to make. At the Usenix Security Conference on Thursday, though, network security researchers Paul Schmidt of Princeton University and Bharath Raghavan of the University of Southern California are presenting a scheme called Pretty Good Phone Privacy that can mask wireless users' locations from carriers with a simple software upgrade that any carrier can adopt. No tectonic infrastructure shifts required. The primary problem we're trying to address is bulk data collection and the sale of it, Raghavan says. We see it as a user privacy issue that carriers can amass this location data whether or not they are currently actively selling it. And our goal here was backward compatibility. We didn't want the telecoms to have to roll out anything because we knew they weren't going to. The opportunity to collect bulk location data from wireless networks arises from the fact that each SIM card has a permanent ID number, known as an International Mobile Subscriber Identity, or MC number. When your device reboots, has been inactive for a while, or just needs to establish a fresh connection, It reaches out to the nearest cell tower and presents an MZ number. This allows carriers to check whether you've paid your phone bill and should be allowed access to service, but it also tells the network which cell towers you're close to. Surveillance tools known as stingrays, or MC catchers, 
take advantage of this same interaction to grab your physical location and even eavesdrop on your calls and texts. To make it more difficult to track you all the time, wireless standards already assign each device a random, rotating ID after the initial MC exchange. This means that there are already some protections built into the system, making that first MC step more private would have far-reaching benefits for users. Pretty Good Phone Privacy, whose name is a nod to the groundbreaking 1991 communication encryption program Pretty Good Privacy, aims to achieve just that by reimagining the billing check that networks perform. The researchers propose installing portals on every device, using an app or operating system function that run regular checks with a billing server to confirm that a user is in good standing. The system would hand out digital tokens that don't identify the specific device, but simply indicate whether the attached wireless account is paid up. When the device attempts to connect to a cell tower, the exchange would funnel through this portal for a yes or no on whether to provide service. The researchers further realized that if the system has an alternate method of confirming billing status, it can accept the same MC number or any random ID for each user. When you attach to the network, you offer the MC number to show the back-end database that you are a paying customer, and here are the services that you have subscribed to, Schmidt says. The system then informs the rest of the core to allow you onto the network, but what we do with PGPP changes the calculus. The subscriber database can verify that you're a paying user without knowing who you are. You've decoupled and shifted billing and authentication. Reworking some billing systems and distributing an app to users would be far more manageable for carriers than deeper network overhauls. Raghavan and Schmidt are in the process of turning their research into a startup to make promoting the project easier among United States telecoms. They acknowledge that even with the ease of adoption, it's still a long shot that the whole industry would shift to PGBP anytime soon. But getting only a few carriers, they say, could still make a big difference. That's because bulk location data becomes much less reliable if any significant portion of the total set is tainted. If 9 million Boost Mobile subscribers, for instance, were to broadcast identical or randomized MC numbers, that would undermine the accuracy and usefulness of the entire data set. The fact that small virtual providers who don't even operate their own cell towers, known as MVNOs, could implement this scheme independently is significant, says cryptographer Bruce Schneier, who originally learned about PGPP in January and has recently become a project advisor. One carrier can do it on their own without anybody's permission and without anybody else changing anything, Schneier says. I can imagine one of these smaller companies saying they're going to offer this as a value add because they want to differentiate. This is privacy at very little cost. That's the neat thing. In the competitive monolithic wireless market, standing apart on privacy could be appealing as a marketing tactic. It's possible that the big three carriers could attempt to block MVNOs from adopting something like PGPP through contractual moratoria, but the researchers say that some MVNOs have expressed interest in the proposal. Between potential pressure from law enforcement and loss of data access, plus the need to distribute an app or get mobile operating systems to participate, carriers could have little incentive to adopt PGPP. To the extent that law enforcement might oppose such a scheme, Schmidt notes that it would still be possible for carriers to perform targeted location history lookups for specific phone numbers, and the researchers say they believe the approach would be legal in the U.S. under the Communications Assistance for Law Enforcement Act. This is because one caveat for PGPP is that it only adds privacy protections for cell tower interactions that involve data networks like 4G or 5G. 
It doesn't attempt to interoperate with the historic telephony protocols that facilitate traditional phone calls and SMS text messages. Users would need to rely on VoIP calling and data-based messaging for maximum privacy. The approach also focuses on MC numbers, along with their 5G counterparts known as Subscription Permanent Identifiers, or SUPI, and it doesn't protect or occlude static hardware identifiers, like International Mobile Equipment Identity, or IMEI numbers, or Media Access Control, or MAC addresses. These aren't used in the cell tower interactions the researchers are trying to anomalize, but they could provide other avenues for tracking. Having a simple and straightforward option to address one major location data exposure is still significant, though, after years of data misuse and rising privacy concerns. Just to be totally frank, the feeling for me now is, how did we not see this before, Raghavan says. It's not, wow, this was so difficult to figure out. It's obvious, in retrospect. That actually made us feel better as systems researchers, Schmidt adds. Ultimately, the simpler the system, the better the system. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at wired.com security. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.